Are you looking for the next best soul food spot to please your palate? What if I told you there's one right under your nose? Welcome to Taste of the Triad, located in the old Dull Brothers Cafeteria, location at 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Authentic Southern comfort food in a family atmosphere. At Taste of the Triad, you can have Sunday dinner anytime. Mmm, baked chicken, fried chicken to order, the best meatloaf in the Triad, ribs, baked mac and cheese, and more. Check out Sunday Smackdown with beef and pork ribs, smoked turkey legs, collard greens, yams, and much more. Are y'all hungry yet? Did I even mention the live music on Sundays? Comfort soul food in the heart of the Triad. Taste of the Triad. 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Check out the menu at tasteofthetriad.com. Are you concerned that if you pass away today, that your family will be left in a financial bind? Are you concerned that your nest egg is quickly eroding in the stock market? Do you want life insurance, but confused about how to get it and if you would qualify? That's where I come in. My name is Terry Edwards with Secure Financial Partners, and I've been helping families over the last 20 years ensure the things that matter most, your life, your health, and your wealth. Give me a call today, Terry Edwards, 336-416-8327. Again, that's 336-416-8327. Three two seven. Your legacy is worth the call. Blue Naples Pizzeria in Kernersville is now hiring. Come work for one of the best Italian restaurants in the Triad. Currently hiring dishwashers, cooks, front cashiers, and more. Great hours, great pay. Give them a call at 336-993-7707 or stop by and inquire at 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Start working this week. Blue Naples Pizza. You are locked into Tobacco Road Sports Radio, your home for triad sports. And you know this, man. Like to have everybody's attention for a moment. There's a stat. I don't like bringing up stats, but there's one stat about the Panthers. He's a more creative in that. He, Traveling he, is not creative, he Brandon. He <laughs> you know, no matter what the score is, and they've said it themselves, whether they're up 10, down 10, down 20, whatever, they know they can turn it on whenever. Why did you have to bring up the Cowboys? Right? <laughs> <This conversation>. Lived <laughs> in Texas for two years and just could not stand to watch Cowboys football. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, listen up, listen up. Welcome to The Rundown. Here's Desmond Johnson. What's up, everybody? <laughs> new intro, new uh, new video. Uh, happy Saturday morning to everyone in the triad. Uh, Desmond Johnson here in the house. It's the rundown every Saturday morning, 11 a.m. here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. I uh, got a fun panel, Brandon Blakeney and Ryan Stone in with us for the first half hour. Second half hour, uh, former West Forsyth head coach Adrian Snow and Hot Rod Funderburk will be joining us. Uh, we'll talk a little NIL. Might get a little bit from uh, these two guys here in the first half hour about that, too, if you didn't know. Uh, the North Carolina High School Athletic Association passed uh, NIL rules uh, for high school athletes this past week, and there's either for and against uh, with it. So we'll we'll jump into that, too. Of course, we'll get to the NBA playoffs. That's going on right now. You got Lakers and Warriors tonight at 830. Uh, Heat and Knicks today at 330. Both of those are on ABC. Uh, we'll talk about both of those. But um, I, I came across something that I saw. Uh, I saw uh, Ryan retweet uh, this morning. About the Oakland Athletics uh, announcer, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you seen? Yeah, he, <laughs> he uh, he made whew, boy. Yeah. Uh, he, well, first of all, all right. So he, they're in Kansas City. The A's are. So he was he was saying they went to the Negro League Museum. That's not what he said. And that is not what he said. <laughs> that's not what he said. And I mean, the, the hard R. The crazy part was there was no his color analyst didn't react at all. Like yeah. it was like I, I was like, how do you how does he not like <laughs> he not, yeah. the dude is smiling while he's talking about because he's talking about yeah. all the places they visited in Kansas City? Yeah. And like he says it, and then like I'm reading this thing on ESPN this morning where uh the Oakland Athletics say they are working to address the situation after play-by-play announcer Glenn Cooper. Cooper, I think I'm saying. I don't, right. say I don't know how you say his last name. Yeah, K U I P E R. He apologized on the air for appearing to, uh, for appearing to use a racial slur during a pregame segment. That's, <laughs> that's what he. That was what killed me. Was the apology was he said 
he said like he said if if it sounded like I said something else, it was like no, that that's no, that no, is one hundred percent what you said. And there, there was like there's get him out of there. Phonetically <laughs> different words that you cannot slip up there and, and say. That. <laughs> this is what he said. He said so. Quote: Welcome back to Kaufman Stadium. I just want to. A little earlier in the show, I said something didn't come out quite the way I wanted it to, and I just wanted to apologize if it sounded different than I meant it to be, than I meant it to be said. And like I said, I just wanted to apologize for that. Yeah, the, the A says pregame, A says pregame language is unacceptable. They don't condone the language. They're working to address the situation. He's been calling A's games for twenty years. They wonder why nobody goes to the games. I mean, that's not the only reason, but <laughs> <laughs> they might be moving. To, oh, I think they are. They're moving to uh, Las Vegas. Vegas. That's yeah. It, it comes back around every once in a while where um, something like this happens and then you'll have a contingent of people that are like, well, he shouldn't be fired over this. It's one mistake or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then you have the other contingent that's like, well, if, he, if it slipped out that easily, he's probably saying this in his living room <laughs> like all the time. Yeah, so, and right? the color guy for that matter. Too. Yeah, I mean, that was that's what's – like I want to know what the color guy heard in that <laughs> moment Like, because there was no reaction. Like he just no. – He's just looking at the camera like normal, and I'm just like, like, like that barbecue. Literally, the last thing he said was, "Yeah, we went to the barbecue place," and he was like, "Yes." No, if I had, uh, if I had been, if I had been beside him, I think I would have slid out of the picture. <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, that's terrible. So all that, so that was the first thing I saw when I got up this morning. Uh, of course, the NBA playoffs are t- uh, today. We'll get you set for that. Um, the the 3:30 game, the Knicks and the the uh, the Heat. I, I can't get into it. I feel like uh, whoever wins that series is going to end up losing to whoever wins the 76 or Celtics series. I'm kind of after last night, I'm kind of leaning towards the Celtics on that one. Uh, Celtics and 76ers, they play tomorrow, but is this, is this the best chance for Joel Embiid to win a title in a 76ers uniform? I mean, honestly, probably. I don't see if they get anybody as talented as Harden. Um They've had some really talented teams before, like when Jimmy Butler was there and Ben Simmons. Like, he's played with some really, really good players, to be honest with you. Butler was there, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if this is his last. I, think, I, I don't know, maybe. I, it, unless they go get Dame Lillard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, would be, that mm. would be the one exception. Mm. Uh, which, I, I mean, I can see, because Dame has kind of said, we'll see what, what the organization does this offseason. So Dame could get shipped out. Yeah. Mm. Philly has Philly has some young pieces, so I mean that. I I don't. After last night, I don't. I don't. I don't give them much chance. The way I mean, the, the Celtics just dominated that game last the night. Sixers are gonna Sixer man. We see this every year. People drink the Kool Aid. The only thing that's changed is that James Harden had one fifty ball and Joel Embiid yeah. finally got MVP. That's the yeah. only two things that changed. So are they like a perennial second round team? Is, is, the, is the MVP bad luck? At this point, because the Nuggets look yeah. like the by far the best they've ever been. Like the Nuggets look like they might be the best team in the West. Yeah, and, we're not talking yeah. about that either. The they're Sixers like look like they're gonna bounce. Bounce. I here. mean, the Nuggets are healthy, and yeah. Jamal Murray's showing up more than one out of every three games. Michael Porter Jr. too. See, yeah. I'm kinda, I kind of feel that from Ryan because at first I was like, uh, if this Lakers team is gonna play like this, then I think they can beat anybody in the West. But the problem is. Anthony Davis is like A day B day. <laughs> like he'll come out and score 37 in game one, and then like he forgets how to play He's, like the monster stole his talent. Like, like they play him in the second if they game. Play the, if they play the Nuggets, he's got to bring it every night. Yeah, because Yoke is just like yeah. this. Like you don't even jump, it feels yeah. like. And and, just like. I mean, I'm hurt. just dude, and they're so deep. Like, yeah. I don't even know if the Lakers they might get ran off the floor, like just transition-wise. The Lakers. Man. They're, yeah, they're, 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 they're deeper than I gave them credit for. Like, I wish they'd had this team at the beginning of the year, but you know, for them and the Warriors were just banged up all year, too. See, there's the two teams that like I can't figure out exactly how far they can go. Like, the Warriors feel like they could get it, wouldn't surprise me if they got back to the finals. Yeah, but it feels like they're way more dependent on Steph than previous years. And that's weird to say, because they've always been dependent on Steph, but this year in particular, it's like Steph has to go off. If, I mean, I mean, if Steph turns an ankle, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, they're both in the same spot though. Cause if AD turns an yeah, ankle, yeah. it's like, but I think it's been it's too, the disappointment of Jordan Poole, man, has really just like, he's usually a bucket. At least nobody's mm-hmm. claiming that he's a, First team all, de- even a third team, 
third team all defender by any means. Like oh, he's he is, he's probably the worst <laughs> defender in the league. But at least he was a bucket, and now it, I, he's he's almost unplayable. And nobody's and nobody's gonna convince me that that shot at the end of game one was a good shot. It was terrible. No, it was, I, it was I, terrible. There's there's ten seconds on the clock. He's got an open lane where, I mean, I know they're down three, but even if he takes it in and hits like a little runner and cuts it to one, you've still got seven seconds to foul and get the ball back. Like, I'd rather have that than that shot. <laughs> if it's Steph or Clay, yeah, I'm okay. But, but they've proven they can do that. I think Jordan Poole saw it happen too many times last year and thinks he's got the same green light as Steph, and maybe he does. But he shouldn't. <laughs> he shouldn't have the same green light. Steph- he don't got that type of green light. No. But he also runs the second unit though too. So he's kind of like he he gets he gets a green light, probably more rope than he should. But with a guy like that though, that's been around a few years, they kind of be- they believe in him. Didn't they, paid him. they paid him, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Back. they He'll definitely probably, paid him. He'll yeah. probably be there next year. Draymond Draymond Green gone. Um, Sometimes I feel like we're seeing the warts of what happened at the beginning of the year uh, with Draymond punching Jordan Poole, that that never completely got settled, which it shouldn't have. I don't, I can't imagine Jordan Poole just swallowing that and being like, okay, well, I'll just go to work with you the next year and hopefully they ship you out next year, even though you punched me in the face in front of my, <laughs> my co workers, like everyone. I mean, and then I had to come to work the next day. Like, it's, it's not just- the first time it's happened, though. And their business is a little bit different because if you were playing five on five pickup in a media game and caught an elbow or something, which I'm not saying it's not the same, but like <laughs> at the offices, I mean, we're not getting physical covering these games, guys. It's right. not the same type of adrenaline that's pumping. I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal, honestly. I mean, Steve Kerr got punched in the face, and they won. Yeah, but he got punched in the face by Michael Jordan, not Draymond Green. Like, I mean, Draymond Green's like the, <laughs> one of the best defenders to ever play the game. He's got some hardware. Compared to Jordan Poole, where Draymond is on, on Golden State's Mount Rushmore, I mean, it's kind of comparable. Let me, well, let me ask this awkward question then, because uh, it's the, the Lakers and Warriors are tied at one apiece. Um, the narrative has started to shift slightly away from the whole just anointing uh lebron to the mount rushmore basketball and all this stuff to this this legit conversation of steph versus lebron like it, it sounds weird to say it but if steph beats lebron and the lakers in this series and they go on to win and he wins his fifth ring don't you have to by default put him ahead of lebron i don't i don't think so because it's like overwhelming though at that point you beat him in four different playoffs so because we, I mean, LeBron has been compared to Michael Jordan his whole career because because of how well he does everything. Score. He now leads. He's the all-time leading scorer. Yeah. Passing, rebounding, defense. He's been compared to Jordan because of how well he does everything, how athletic he is. Steph Curry is the greatest three-point shooter of all time, and he might be the greatest scorer of all time because the man, the man has legitimately invented a fourth level of scoring. You've got – he can score around the basket. He can hit the mid-range. He can hit the regular three, and then he can shoot it from the damn parking lot. Yeah. The man has literally invented another level. So you can make the case he's the greatest scorer of all time. But he's not getting compared to Michael Jordan. So that's that's why I have a hard time saying that I would put Steph ahead of yeah. LeBron. It should be. Yeah. The, I mean, my thing is, though, if, if you, as a fan, everybody says Magic's the greatest point guard. If you're not ready right now to put him above Magic, we're not even having the LeBron conversation. Yeah, that's- Well, that's what I'm saying. He's got to win the fifth. Because to me, the rings are the separators in my top ten. My top four guys all have at least five rings. So, like, it, if he gets to five, he's in that Magic Kobe level of, like, ring wears that like led his team to one and if he wins the finals mvp again like it gets the jordan thing like yeah we don't compare him to jordan because jordan is the king of moments like well, we he also remember well, things that jordan did and like it's also, we, don't, we don't compare him to jordan because he's not the athlete he and yeah, he doesn't, he's not he six, doesn't six. Do, he doesn't do, well, he, and he doesn't do the other things that lebron does so well like Jordan, like, Steph, Steph, yeah, Steph absolutely. Is a, Steph is a decent, like Steph's a pretty good passer, but he's not yeah. the rebounder. He's not the defender. Like he's he's, he's just not better defensively no, than he, he was. Five I years. mean, he he's led right. the league in steals a couple times, but yeah. getting steals doesn't even mean oh, you're just, a good I mean, defender. I mean, a that, lot of help from like Draymond and like whoever. Yeah, Steph not. usually Steph. I mean, point guards don't guard point guards in the league. It feels like, but Steph is still like the weakest link on defense. They attack him consistently. But do you so because that's another conversation that started coming up this week in terms of greatest point guard of all time. Like they're starting to talk about if he wins this, he does he surpass Magic as the greatest point guard of all time. I, I think I think I think we also like 
there's a few things I think we need to change in the way we talk about this kind of stuff. Like combo guard is a legit position now. Yeah. Like I, he is, he's easily the greatest combo guard of all time. I just don't know that I consider him a point guard. I mean, I get that he goes out there and lines up as a point guard. I just don't know that that's what I would necessarily consider him. But, but see, then he also, goes out and does game two with 12 assists and only score. I, I mean, mean he was a facilitator all game. It's kind of like the Harden thing, too, though. Like they can both play one, uh, yeah. they can both play either position. I, I, Steph is the greatest point guard in my opinion, but I also have that thing where I don't really rank guys I've never seen play either. So you didn't see Magic Johnson play, dude. No, how old are you? <laughs> Twenty nine. <laughs> Twenty nine. He might have been. He might have been born uh, when Magic made that brief comeback in like ninety five or something. Oh like that. So I, was, so I was like, I was like, I was like, like power forward. You were watching power yeah. forward Magic Johnson, like, <laughs> like, dude, I do not, re- I do not remember Magic Johnson, bro. Ooh. Like, at, like, I did not grow. I watch highlights, but it doesn't do it justice. Do justice like, yeah. I know how great Magic was, but I don't know how great Magic was. Like, Magic I watched pushing these time. Lakers to score 130, 140 points, yep. in a clip. which is like, crazy I mean, at that time. Going. Showtime was awesome. Um, yeah, Ma- see, Magic's in that change the game category. Which yeah, you can say, I, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you can easily yep. say it about Steph. Uh, I mean, Magic. Yeah, I get that. Like, especially the up and down. Because if you like, just not saying it was the accuracy, but just watching Winning Time, you can kind of get a. Uh, that's the uh, HBO show. You can kind of get oh, a feel the, of how the, the yeah, yeah. you can kind of get a feel of how the NBA was kind of like the Ivy League, and they transformed it to like the ACC. That well, that and they were all on coke, pretty much like, like all the seventies, like <laughs> the whole league. Like, that, was still, that was still that was still the eighties too. I mean, yeah, into the eighties, yeah, smoking cigarettes yeah. in the locker room. Yeah, all man, yeah, it was it was raw in the NBA, and then uh, Magic Bird turned that thing around. I don't know. I just feel like this is one of those playoffs where we're gonna look back on it, and this Lakers Warriors series, we're gonna look at it as either a shift. It's gonna to me, it's a legacy series for both sides. Like if. If if Steph does what I just said, then we got to start putting him in this conversation because uh, he just barely got in the top ten of many people's list last year after yeah. finally winning the Finals MVP. If he gets another one, no, he's... With this group like we got to start talking about. Oh. He's up there, Michael. I don't Wilson, understand not having Wilson. him in the top ten. Like he's, yeah, that's disrespectful. Yeah, he's yeah. got to be in the top ten. <laughs> and then on the other side, I, I said, with the Lakers and LeBron, I know they were six or seven seed, but that team is not a seven seed team. It's like. They're good enough to get to the finals if if AD shows up. But if LeBron wins his fifth in a Laker uniform and say plays the Celtics in the finals and beats the Celtics, that's that's a separator. That's different. That's that puts him on a different thing than even like Wilt Chamberlain in a Laker uniform. You know, like that actually remember the conversation we were having probably last year when I was well, like on the other mean, side, on the other side of that, you could also make the case that would really cement Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown too. The Celtics, yes, if that, they were if they were to beat the Lakers, yeah. a legacy thing. Like if you yeah. like, there's only a handful of Lakers that can even say they've beaten the Celtics in a NBA Finals. Most of the time, the Celtics beat the Lakers. So like, it's it's not really common, except unless you were a Showtime uh, Laker in the '80s or you were with Kobe uh, in uh, the 2010. Uh, run or whatever when they beat Garnett and those boys other than that you probably if you were a Laker Jerry West Elgin Baylor all them guys you probably lost to the Celtics more often than not if LeBron can get to the finals and see Boston and beat them Lakers Celtics now I can entertain this whole okay yeah I can put him up there with Jordan now like 1-1-A type thing like if if he pulls that off even with one last title because just the all the trips to the finals and everything else that's a storybook ending to me but if that doesn't happen, I have a hard time just putting I, him on the Lakers Mount Rushmore. Tomorrow. I don't want to necessarily see LeBron retire, and I don't think we're going to. But if he pulls that off, then I, it, it that I mean, that conversation has to kind of play leading, in the back of his mind a little bit. All-time leading score. Yeah. All-time playoff leading score, too. Yeah, I'll beat the Celtics <laughs> in a Laker uniform. Yeah. One one in the bubble. Uh, drug ADs. Corpse you get your, the, the finals. You get, you get your fifth ring. I mean, you got to kind of. You're in there. You're in that club. Now you're with Magic and Kobe. They've won five. I mean, that would do it. So I'm wondering if he's thinking that in the back of his head, like, yeah, if I can get this one, then then I'm pretty set. I mean, none of them beat a 73-win team either or came back down 3-1. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, Jordan was the 73-win team. (laughs) That's that's the thing. Like, he was the 72-win team. He didn't have a 72-win team to beat. Right, right. (laughs) Like, they was him. And you know what's crazy, too, with those Bulls teams? The next year they won 69 games. And won it all. Ninety-seven. Like 
people don't even really talk about the 97 team, but they were just as good. Like, they might have been better in some respects. I wish – I really wish, like, you hear about it in boxing with Shakur Stevenson and – uh tank davis man that that's like the mj lebron matchup like i just hate that we'll never see that because we talk about how great the 90s were and we obviously see like the guys that positions and the game how it's changed where people weren't even doing stuff they're doing now it'd just be nice to see it actually though yeah yeah let me uh let me take a quick commercial break uh we'll come right back actually know what no let me hold on right here because i just saw the time i'm just gonna run to the bottom of the hour um I wanted to get you guys' opinions on NIL because both of you guys do a lot of stuff regarding high school. Uh, I know Ryan, he's calling a lot of football up in Virginia. They have NIL, don't they? They just they passed it the other day. Oh, okay. So, oh, wow. around, the same, nice. around the same time as uh, North Carolina did theirs, actually. Yeah. I didn't realize that 27 other states already have this. Like, yeah. Like, I, I was We're like, always behind. <laughs> North Carolina's <laughs> always behind, man. What are your thoughts on this? Because I, I see a lot of people like, uh, oh, this is going to ruin high school sports and all this other stuff. I don't think they realized this was kind of already going on. Like it just wasn't regulated, really. You can't, you're not. I think the big the big concern, I think, is and North Carolina doesn't like North Carolina already kind of has open recruiting in a lot of areas anyway. So I don't, I don't think that's one. I don't think it's really going to amp that up at all. But in Virginia, I know they passed a rule where you cannot use money or nil to lure somebody to your school. The school like that's, can't that's pay a player. Yeah, the school or somebody affiliated with the school can't pay a player to come to their school. So I think that's that's a good rule to have, I think. That, that's, um, hey, that's different than uh, – I think I just saw Hunter Dickerson uh, going to Kansas, got a yeah. bill for like $4 million or something for to play two years there. I'm like, who's paying that? <laughs> Is that Kansas? Boosters. Kansas? Well, <laughs> like, uh, who's paying that? The boosters. Yeah. <laughs> so the Kansas, Kansas has got – I mean, that <laughs> that entire state. Like, like you don't – like, we think we – think, like we think from a distance that Kansas State, Kansas is a rivalry, and it is to an extent. But like I lived in that state for a year and a half, it's not really a rivalry. They like the, the, the state is ninety percent Kansas fans. <laughs> it's, it's not close. It's not close. They <laughs> all look the other way when I have yeah. it. Like, yeah, it's not. You don't have like for the most part, the people who are Kansas State fans went to Kansas State. Okay. Oh, whereas, wow. like, whereas, like, in the state of North Carolina, you've got people who didn't go to Duke, or didn't go to UNC, who root for those teams. Yeah. All of those people root for Kansas for the most part. <laughs> I mean, it that, it's a really divided state, though, like North Carolina compared to other places. Because yeah. in well, North Dakota, it's straight yeah. North Dakota state for the most part. Yeah, yeah. The um the so I was trying to I had a. Brian Rochon with me uh, on Franchise Players yesterday. He's the new uh, prep beat writer. He took over Joe Serrera's old beat uh, for the Greensboro News and Record and the uh, Wizards Tale Journal. And we were talking about this, and I was like, I kind of picture it like, say, like, uh, well, the best example. So we have a sports network for East Forsyth that we that we power here at Tobacco Road, right? So say, like, a car dealer in Kernersville decided he wanted the star quarterback for East Forsyth to voice a spot for Tobacco Road and then he pays the kid two hundred dollars for voice in the spot. Like that's kind of in my head. Like thinking that's what it is. And I Mark Rockley was kind of saying it, the average uh, NIL deal for high school kids like sixty dollars or something yeah. like that. Yeah, sixty to one hundred dollars. I mean, for ninety nine percent of the kids, that's what it'll be. Yeah. And then there'll be that one percent of guys that have that social following on Instagram and TikTok that will be able to capitalize nationally. But I think guys like that aren't nationally known, like you were talking about guys that I had talked to. I'm thinking like guys like Breon Pash, Jefferson Boaz, like guys that may not be five-star national guys, but in Reedsville or Surrey County, dude, Boaz would have racked up. Legends out there. Good Lord. Like, I mean, I'm looking, that's what I was thinking of the schools that, and we've got uh, former West Forsyth head coach, Adrian Snow and Hot Rod Funderburks waiting in the backstage. They're going to come on a little bit. We're going to continue this conversation, but yeah, I asked uh, Brandon to think of some guys because he's interviewed a lot of these athletes over the past couple of years, especially with Tobacco Road, like high recruited guys in football and basketball. Um, and I'm just like trying to rack my head, like who would have benefited from this in the past? Well, I, recently, I could, I mean, recently, Alonzo Barnett at Grimsley. Mm, that's yeah. a good one. That's I good. tell you who really like probably would have gotten some maybe life changing money, Jalen Cohn. I honestly, like with his following and just, I mean, there was a camera literally every game that I covered him, there were crews there to film him. Like that kid would have gotten bank. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, uh, somebody like a Travis Shaw, maybe? 
Yeah, Travis Shaw. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. Might be Travis Shaw was a national. Travis Shaw is a national. Like he's a top ten prospect. Though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but you the, also for the kid that they just had. The but like with product. nil too though, like Jamal you, Jarrett. Yeah. 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 You gotta realize too, though. You don't even have to be good. You don't have to play to get a big NIL deal. It's also about following and branding. Yeah. I mean, there's kids that don't play that have five hundred thousand followers. Mm, so, that's, like, yeah, and that's where it kind of gets dicey. See, my thing is, I don't understand how it's gonna get regulated. Because when I read the verbiage for this, it sounds like the schools have to self-regulate. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, has to, at least I know in Virginia. I don't know what they said in North Carolina. In Virginia, well, the player has to report the deal to the athletic director within 72 hours of doing it that's that's the rule in virginia that's what happens if they don't <laughs> what happens if they don't do it i guess you get i mean i guess you like you you're not reporting so i mean i guess it's i don't know some kind of infraction i guess i don't know if you become ineligible i don't know i don't know like there's still a lot of there's still a lot of unknown is it actually still up in north carolina or like i saw there was some the nchssa was maybe getting their it's title it, privileges stripped or like what's uh, going on there's a group that wants to like take away their governing rights or something like that and, and give it to like the senate like the state center or something, which doesn't make sense either. But I know a lot of coaches that don't like uh, the NCHSAA. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're old school. This way could still, stuck in their toms. This could still get defeated because I think the uh, I think the state has to vote on it or something, or they're going to vote on it or something to that effect. I, I don't know all the full specifics. My understanding was that this is a done deal. It starts July 1st. So uh, we'll see. But I, I was a little concerned, and I'm going to talk to uh, Coach Snow about this and his thoughts in terms of like larger schools – is there the, the potential for larger schools? And I'm thinking Charlotte, where they can yeah. actually, <laughs> you know, manipulate it and make kids come certain ways. Well, they were doing that already. We saw, we just yeah. saw running back down there. That it's was already, that, I mean, it's already going on. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's already happening down yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, these private schools, like they're not paying kids and I don't want to put anybody on blast, but kids are getting scholarships. I mean, they're already going unregulated. And, like, honestly, that's how I'm like, how are they going to regulate it now? Like they're just, yeah, putting a, I mean, just slapping a law on it, but you got it's already there. You <laughs> so. got schools with dorms and stuff like that going on. Like, oh, you know, man. facilities, these schools Yo, look like remember, colleges. You remember that, um, uh, ESPN did a thing on them. They had a school here in Kernersville, uh, the basketball school. Oh, yeah. Horse Trail. Horse Trail. Horse Trail, yeah. So they had it out here. Um, there's this campus over on the north side of Kernersville. It used to be the Dudley Cosmetology uh, University. Joe Dudley has a big mansion uh, out towards my parents' house in Kernersville. And his cosmetology school is over here on the other side. Well, it used to be on the other side. And then he sold it. And this group moved in from, like, Florida or somewhere where they were just basically a glorified – basketball factory but they didn't even like have classes really uh i used to get so mad because i was delivering pizza and i deliver pizza over there all the time and somebody would order these kids like 30 pizzas and not tip so you <laughs> i'm so mad like walking in here not knowing what's going on that these kids have basically been abandoned in this building for like six months like uh, you hear about stuff like that yeah, oh that no happens provision. a lot more yeah. often there's some, there's some pros that have come from programs like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just wild to me that, uh, that that was going on, like, right here. Like, right here underneath our nose in Kernersville. And then there was this huge write-up about it in uh, ESPN, the magazine. And I'm like, yo, I've delivered to that place, like, once a month for the past, like, <laughs> seven months. I remember clearly because every time the address comes in, all the drivers act like they don't want to take it because nobody <laughs> ever tips <laughs> when you yeah. take 60 pizzas over there to feed everybody. So, it, I, you never saw an adult, ever. Like, you never saw an adult person walking around. It was always just, like, 15, 16-year-old kids, and that was it. And so were they the ones paying for the pee? That's why no, you didn't get somebody, tipped. Somebody, was somebody, paying had a, somebody had a credit card. Yeah, they would call it in and pay it over the phone, and then, like, they wouldn't be there to sign it. And the yeah. kid didn't know. Kids don't know how to tip. So they just, you know, just right, sign it and walk right, off with their food. Right. And you're like, oh, man, that was, like, $300. nothing. I've been waiting here for 20 minutes. Let me uh, let, let me take a quick break. I think Ryan's got to get out. Yeah. Uh, you going? Are you heading over to A&T? I got AT again today. Hopefully it's uh hopefully it's a little more interesting than yesterday. I, I will How are they looking there. this year? Uh well yesterday they got well, uh, about half the lineup is out now. So <laughs> yeah. They lost uh, yesterday was not good. <laughs> What's the final 16 to 4? 16 to 4, yeah. Man, look, college well, they're in the big south now, aren't they? They're in the no. they're in the yeah, colonial yeah, now. They're, they're, the colonial. Yeah. See, they're with Wilmington. Gee. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. The college of Charleston, dude. They had a North, seven. Northeastern's in the top twenty five out of that league. So yeah, there's a lot of good baseball here in North Carolina. Like right I know now. ECU's doing their thing. ECU, like, Campbell. Wake Forest. Yeah, Wake Forest uh, Wake, ranked number yeah, two. They're all them. top 15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, and I, I don't really know a lot about college baseball, so I'm going to have to lean on 
my folks that do because I we're getting to that part of the calendar where we're gonna have to talk a little bit more baseball than I'm more comfortable doing. <laughs> so we'll we'll probably do that because probably be some uh, local yeah. teams playing in the World Series. So I'm all in once NBA season usually ends, but like I will watch here and there. See, I enjoy I know, the like North Carolina teams. Yeah, I know Jalen's into it. Uh yeah. so like well, and I think Larry was too. So we'll uh we'll we'll circle the wagons around and see who's into all that i'm just working for june i'm heading to ant after this also i'm leaving as soon as we're done here uh so i'll see ryan out there ant college of charleston uh that broadcast is later on today on tobacco road sports radio at three o'clock uh you can hear it in the triad on wkw 1400 am and 96.3 fm uh the light let's take a quick break when we come back uh we've got Former head coach Adrian Snow and Hot Rod Funderburk going to join the conversation. We're going to keep this NIL conversation going on. I'm curious if uh, if Raw can think of some guys from back in the day that would have made some bank uh, off that state championship team he was on. Like back in 92, you could have just took a trash bag around Kernersville and just had people drop $5 bills in it and just <laughs> <laughs> drop it off at the kid's house. It would have been, been great. Uh, let me just uh, let me take a quick break. When we come back in a bit, we'll hit them up too. You're listening to The Rundown, TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com and WWBG 1470 AM. You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson. Blue Naples Pizzeria in Kernersville is now hiring. Come work for one of the best Italian restaurants in the triad. Currently hiring dishwashers, cooks, front cashiers, and more. Great hours, great pay. Give them a call at 336-993-7707 or stop by and inquire at 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Start working this week. Blue Naples Pizza. You deserve to get good service and great rates. At State Farm, we get it. And we're here to help because with every State Farm policy, you get good neighbor service and you get surprisingly great rates. So what are you waiting for? Get going and talk to a local State Farm agent about your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Susanna Nunn in Kernersville today. Walkertown Auto Sales. Look no further when shopping for your next vehicle. Located in the heart of the triad at 3076 Walkertown View Drive in Walkertown, Walkertown Auto Sales specializes in affordable and reliable used cars, trucks, and SUVs. They offer financing with good credit, bad credit, or no credit, with interest rates as low as 3.9%. With knowledgeable employees that are always willing to go the extra mile, you'll drive away with the car of your dreams at Walkertown Auto Sales. Check out the entire online inventory now at Walkertown Auto Sales. Hey y'all, Chinese Bovalados, is your car broke down? Are you stuck somewhere? Do you need a mechanic? Oh, you don't want to call a tow truck? Call Chinese Bovalados. He'll come out to you, do your work, whatever you need done, your regular maintenance, or if you broke down on the side of the road, give him a call. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call 336-423-6241. You don't even have to see me. Just let me know what's wrong with your car and I will come and fix it, y'all. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, I'm on the Twitters, whatever you you guys need 336-423-6241 as always i'll be seeing you looking to tailgate this summer stop by one stop on the way one stop number six located just one mile west of east Forsyth at 2748 west mountain street in kernersville one stop serves fresh fried chicken and our famous taters seven days a week from 6 a.m to 10 p.m Feeding a crowd? Get 16 pieces of chicken and sides for just $27.99. Craving wings? Come try our new spicy breaded wings. Get a five-wing meal with six taters and a roll for just $7.39. Now in regular hot ranch or spicy. One stop number six, 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. Pardon me, B-Dot here. And as the voice of the Greensboro Swarm, PA for the Hornets, and the sixth man of Carolina basketball, I do it all, just like Beamer Tire and Auto. Alignments, new tires, NC State inspections, oil changes, they do it all. And with three locations in High Point, Greensboro, and Kernersville, B-Dot and B-Tar, yes, we do it all. If you need details, visit BeamerTire.com. This is LaMelo Ball, and you're listening to Tobacco Road Sports Radio on WWBG 1470 AM. Your home for Hornets basketball in the triad. (laughs) 
Welcome back into the rundown here. Every Saturday morning, 11 a.m. live on WWBG, 1470 a.m. in the triad. And, of course, TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Desmond Johnson here with you. Brandon Blakeney joining us here for the second half hour. Joining us, my partner in crime in the fall, Hot Rod Funderburk in the house. And, uh, uh, dude, former head coach from West Versailles, Adrian Snow. What's going on, guys? What's happening? Living a dream. Living the dream, living the dream. I see that McMillan jersey back there in the back. You got a couple That's a good, kids. That's a good one there. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you got a couple kids playing in the uh, in the NFL right now, don't you, Snow? Just got another one drafted. KJ yeah. went to go his party uh, uh, last Saturday. Man, I was hoping in the fifth round to the Commanders. Yep, I was uh, hoping. Man, he's got. He's going to be going to Rivera. He's in good hands. I uh, I was hoping that the Panthers were going to get him in the mid round because they could have used a pass rushing in, but. Uh, Rivera, Riverboat Ron got to him before we could. So uh shout out to KJ Henry. You know what? He might be one of the ones because me and Brandon were just sitting here talking. We were talking NIL and everything. We'll get into the nuts and bolts of it in just yeah. a bit. But we were trying to think back on like if NIL existed like back in the day, like who would have benefited from it from like players you might have seen or coached like back in the day. So like I, I wanted you and Rod to come on to kind of talk because I know Rod has seen some dudes like from back in the day. Uh, and, and I know you have had some dudes from back in the day or have played against dudes from back in the day. Who's one of the first names you think of were like in this this crazy world now that we live in with NIL and high school mm-hmm. sports? Who would have who would have made some money? <laughs> like who would have made some money like, out there? I, you know, KJ would have would have done well. He was I was about he was one of the first names I just KJ thought of. Yeah. Um, but I, I you know what? This is me. I think there's a time and a place. And I think there's a time and a place to be a young kid not having to worry about those things and deal with it and have the pressures of people trying to quote unquote buy you mm-hmm. and buy who you are and what you are, which in turn, I think will change some people. And like I said, I, I just think there's a time and a place, you know, it sounds like you're not a proponent of this. Not at this level. Bro, I'll be honest, it's changed I, college football. Oh, yeah. and it's almost ruined. Yeah, I mean, it's getting there. I yeah, saw I mean, that Drake May got offered like, or it was uh, rumored that Drake May got uh, got offered like millions to transfer from Carolina to Alabama or something like that. I, I bet, I bet, eventually it's not rumored. I yeah, bet I bet so too. True. Those Alabama boosters are crazy. Um, so they they probably did put something together. I'm trying to figure out if they're if this is going to happen at the high school level where boosters will start to you know, convince kids to come over by paying or whatever. But we're kind of already seeing this anyway, not by getting paid, but just getting to go to better situations yeah. because of the open enrollment, like in Forsyth, for sure. Um, Rod, what's your thoughts on this with NIL? Because we were talking about this on the phone the other day. If uh, they had NIL back in 92 on the state championship team, Joe Lagarde could have bought a house in Kernersville off of NIL money probably. He would have just been dropping money in his mailbox every day or something just to just to say thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, man. Joe Lagarde is one of those guys who definitely would have gotten paid off NIL money. But, you know, times are different, too. So I think even if there was an NIL type deal back then, I think it would have been more along the lines of gifts as opposed to cash money. Um, You know, during that time, guys, when they were coming to school, man, a lot of guys I saw it had a hard time just eating, man. I mean, I shared my food lunch with plenty of guys a bunch of times. So. You know, you're talking about after a game, guys would be happy just for somebody to buy them a pizza, man, uh, to get them a sub sandwich, anything like that. I mean, so I think NIL during that time would have been more of, hey, man, can you get me a pair of jeans? Can you get me, you know, a happy meal? Can you get me a combo just to eat? There were a lot of guys that I was with, man, that that struggled to eat, man. It, It was like that. And a lot of people didn't understand that, didn't know that. Because that's not something that's thrown out there or advertised in the media. You know, a lot of guys played sports um, so that they could get that extra meal on Friday, that pregame meal, man. Some of of those guys, that pregame meal lasted them through Saturday. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, I mean, it was just a different time. But if you're talking about cash money, yeah, oh, yeah. Joe Lagarde, he could have definitely picked up. I mean, um, Y'all had a couple. Got guys, yeah. There's there's a few. Uh, James Clyburn would have picked up. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Juan Juan Davis would would have picked up. Yeah, y'all, um, had, y'all would have had a few. Yeah, Marquis Scales would have picked up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, there are a lot of guys who could have picked up around the county. I don't know if you remember Lee Brush. Um, he was a West Forsyth yeah. guy. Yep. Uh, yeah. Lee Br- Lee Brush would have picked up. 
Um, I mean, there were some guys, Ray Farmer. I don't know if you guys remember Ray Farmer. We've had, we've had um, Ray from Glenn. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. in the yeah. series. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's, a, I mean, he's so, actually uh, he's he's a GM someplace, isn't he? I know he was a GM at Cleveland at one time. Yeah, I think he might still be up there. Um, yeah, so yeah, Ray. Uh, he played baseball too. Like they, mm-hmm. he was on a state championship team for Glenn, uh, their baseball team. So yeah, he's he's done a lot. Um, uh, Titkus Pettigrew uh, is a name that comes to mm-hmm. mind that I remember from back in the day, like in the '90s. West Forsyth uh, wide receiver. That kid is still running. Like he, literally- yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember uh, Gray Bovender. I think he came out of West, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, there was a Tory, I want to say Tory Walker. Um, Workman. Workman, Workman, that's it. Tory Workman, yeah. that's yeah. it. Your boys Tory were talking about him when we yeah. had him all together yeah. for the reunion show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hell, you want to talk about West uh, Chris Paul. Like Chris yeah, Paul. Chris Paul. One. Uh-huh. I mean, because he was a five star coming out of West. I mean, he was pretty well known in the area. Yeah. But then, like, I'm um, trying to think of like how this would actually, how does this work? Because I had Marcus Shockley on franchise players yesterday. Owner of the Winston Wolves uh, basketball team, and he was he said that the average NIL deal in high school is like sixty to one hundred and twenty dollars or something like that. So right. it's literally like the example I gave would be like you know we built the East Forsyth Sports Network here. Say like a, a star basketball player at East Forsyth has a, a pizza place that wants him to, to voice a spot for Tobacco Road, and they pay him fifty bucks to do the spot or something like that. Like that sounds like kind of what would happen. I don't see any businesses that would throw a hundred thousand dollar deal with a 15 year old kid playing wide receiver I mean, from school. I think it depends it really depends on the kids following for 99 percent of the athletes in high school basketball in north carolina that's what it would be it would be extra lunch money extra hanging out money extra video game money whatever for the vast majority um you got one percent of guys that have that big following on social media that could earn some life-changing money like guys we were talking about earlier the Jalen Cones, the Dustin Ackley's, the Chris Pauls probably could have gotten away with that. But for mo- for majority of these kids, it's definitely going to be more of that. What were you about to say, Coach? Uh, yeah, I, I, I use KJ's example, just how he is and who he was. Mm-hmm. A lot. Of, I mean, I could see people have done giving more. I think that's the issue with me is trying to figure out. I mean, what, once you open up this box. It's kind of like Forsyth County. Once they went open up the box, open uh, open enrollment. It's tough to put the genie back in the bottle. You just yeah. ain't you, you can't do it. It's it sounds good, and there's some people say, "Oh, you got to." Uh, I'm telling you, people now that you basically say, "All right, we're gonna do it," and once you say you're gonna do it, what's gonna happen is some people are gonna continue to do it better, right? And, yes. And so <laughs> right, today, today it might be all right. We're gonna get fun to Burke because he's got good following. We're gonna give him a hundred bucks, all right? And then, but hey, he's really, really, really good. And now it's going to be all right. Next year's 500. And then it's just, and then it's just, it's kind of what's happened in college football. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just want to say one thing, coach. And I agree. I wanted to get y'all's opinion as, as far as like, does this help private schools take even more talent out of public schools then? Cause I mean, that's been happening I think, already. I think, oh, I think it's going to come down to who has the money. And you call it what you want to, but that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, I read uh, as trying to prepare because I didn't want to come in here and sound like a fool, right? <laughs> Which I know I can. But as I read in the paper this morning, NIL, NIL interactions must be separate from schools with officials not being allowed to facilitate the deals, act as agents, or use NIL for recruiting or enrollment purposes, according to the board. Mm. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you regulate it? Yeah, yeah how do you regulate yeah, yeah. Right. With those boosters, yeah. Who's yeah. going to – they're not going to tell them themselves. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, no. I give this kid $75. No. And now you can't – so it's part of trying to regulate it. Like I heard before I even got on here, you were talking about, you know, all right, Adrian Snow, you know, he's this big-time, uh, I don't know, defensive back, right? Yeah. I look like I could do it. Right? <laughs> you know, uh, now, now you sit and say, all right, I'm dealing with everybody and I'm getting all I'm going to go to the AD and say, Hey, they're giving this person's giving me a thousand dollars. This and this guy, he's giving me 10,000. What? They ain't going to tell that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but, and then, what do you do about it? I mean, like, what, 
Hey, no. you, are getting, you are getting money. It only takes one former alumni to that that got really, really, you know, paid doing something that's just got just sitting on money and got nothing else to do hey, with it. Got, to be like, hey, you know, they about you to start in high school and then travel basketball. It's gonna be like the AAU well, circuit out there. Free agents. Now, Fund- <laughs> now Fundberg, well, he he remember this. Now he'll remember the rest. You you two, you other two, y'all y'all too young. But back I, in I'm the only day, four years younger than Ron. <laughs> I was in school okay, with him. Never mind. No, it's okay. You're old too. I know. I'm. Too I appreciate it. Though. I, I appreciate <laughs> Coach, it. Coach just said, "I am old, and you're old too." Good Lord, and me, mercy! And me. I appreciate the I got to be real. I was a freshman on the He was. He was a senior. Yes. Yeah, so. Back in the day, when the mills were rolling in the state of North Carolina, and they were rolling, they were nil deals all the time. And mm. what the NIL deal was, the Kannapolis Browns of the world, the Thomasvilles of the world, uh, you know, even Elkin High School that had, you know, Chatham Mills and all these mills rolling. So what you would do is, hey, he's a dude. We know he's a dude. We're going to call Brandon's dad and we're going to get him a job and we're going to get him a house. Oh. And, and, and they're going to move to Kannapolis. Right. Or they're going to move to Elkin. Or they're going to move to Thomasville. And you say, well, that didn't happen. That happened. Mm, I didn't even think <laughs> that about that. that was, so there was NIL deals before NIL deals even heard of. Facts. They wow. just making it legal now. <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. Legal. That's all they're doing. So, so my question is, will something happen concerning the school? So now, if you're a school and you want to make sure you keep your athletes, do you begin to – figure out a way to have a better marketing class, marketing program, and then you start making sure that your athletes gain a following in order to monetize those deals. So now what's going to happen to the curriculum in schools? I'm curious about that. Which school is going to jump on and say, hey, we need to set up a marketing department. We need to set up this department when it comes to social media and make sure that our guys have the following that's needed and it keeps our programs rolling, our ADs where they want to be, our head coaches where they want to be. Because this is something that has to continue and continue because high school athletes aren't like the pros. You know what? Three, four years, you're done. That's yeah. it. You're trying you to cash out while you're there. Yeah. Right. You got, you're trying to cash out while you're there. But there and then, and then do you that. start going to yeah. the schools that have those right. best programs? I mean, we're seeing that in college. That's what's going on. Like we're seeing in high school. The Peter. Duke basketball, well, their <laughs> brand. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. gonna, it's, I'm afraid it's going to turn into more of the haves and the have-nots, yeah. which is sad. Ultimately, you know, you, it's just what's going to happen because there's going to be some schools that can't. We, we, we're we all thinking about Nobody's going to mention anything, but we're all thinking of them, and we're going to sit and think. Yeah. You feel bad for them. because We see can't. them now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's happening yeah. now. People yeah. leaving yeah. for better equipment, better exposure, yeah. you know, scholarship yeah. offers. Yeah. You can't blame no, the can, kids for it. I, I mean, I can help with equipment, Brandon. I can help with that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they, listen, hey, coach. They want they want new equipment, coach, and yeah. they want to be they want to be seen on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Yeah, coach. they want so the we, free, we can, the free we can, meal. We can blame Desmond for all this yeah. stuff. They want their games broadcasted. They want the play by play. That's real, though. I mean, I hear it from the school, That's especially the I deal with. That like, yeah, but they get sometimes kids will come transfer in because yeah. they know. That oh, I mean, okay, I, my games will get broadcast. It's my exposure, though. College yeah. coaches watch these things. College they can hear it in Florida. They can hear it yeah. in California. You know. So to me, when I when I heard it, I'm like, I'm thinking like business end. Like, how does this affect Tobacco Road? Like, is this something by extension that can be used with Tobacco Road? Because it's the same thing as exposure. It's like how much can you expose these kids? If you can actually expose these kids, based on the way that the rule is kind of written out, the school itself can't be like. So it'd be like the school itself can't have like a radio network that's exposing these kids out and and pay them for things or whatever. But the school can pay Tobacco Road to be that as a third party. And and they do that like with those kids so that the school is not actually doing it themselves. There's so many ways around doing this kind of stuff. Again, it was already kind of happening anyway. And for Scythe, it's open enrollment. I don't know what it is in Charlotte. Like Charlotte does not have open enrollment, but they might as well. Like, I mean, the way it is, but they were getting hit left and right with kids going to other schools that weren't supposed to be there and like all that stuff that happened last year with a couple of their bigger schools. Um, I don't know if that happens if this rules in effect, like, you know, two years ago, like some of that stuff would well, fall the parameters of what this is. Right. Well, I think you, you still have the parameters. You still have the parameters of like, 
how, how does your system run it? Whatever it may be. You got open school room or now we we've got the lines lines drawn, but what it enables is basically now, hey, you may you have to find now that it gives you a better opportunity to quote unquote find a way to get to where you need to be. Hey, and what I mean is, hey, we're gonna go to this guy and he's a good player, and there's gonna be somebody else because hey, it can't be affiliated with a school, correct? Right? No. Nope. So then we this other person goes and says, Hey, we're gonna basically we're gonna make sure we're gonna help you out. We're going to help you out, and then we're going to find you a place to live. All right, That might be a part of the NIL. Yeah. I mean, we see in that. We see that. I mean, now just covering the AAU circuit and travel ball circuit, like you got guys that go to high school in Florida but play travel ball in California. Like, yeah. you know, there's just going to be a lot more handlers in, yeah. in, involved. And, no, that right there, that might be – the thing of this whole talk is the handlers. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up having more of mm-hmm. those people. College coaches talk about it. They know it. Mm-hmm. Which in turn, and, and I'm not, let's be honest, there's probably some of the handlers are good people and try to do good, do right by the kid. But there's some of those handlers, they're ultimately <laughs> going to do what's right by them. Yep. And, and, yes. and like you said, they're trying to make the money for them. And Here's which the- is sad because they're going to use the kid to basically try to benefit off of it. Use them as a lottery ticket, you know, and it's sad but true. So that might be right there. In turn, you're gonna you're basically gonna perpetuate that even more. Here's the one thing I don't like about the rule: um, the schools not being able to have involvement with it. I understand that part of it, but I almost feel like it would be regulated better if they were. Because, like in college, not a lot of the schools are doing this yet. Uh, but Carolina and Duke are Duke in particular, where they basically have a general manager like for NIL. Like yeah, have one specific yeah. person that handles all of this stuff, so that the coach doesn't have to deal with it, and the player really doesn't either. Like they just go out and broker the deal. It doesn't sound like these schools can do that on behalf of the player. So if somebody was smart, they come around as a third party and build some sort of. Well, no, it says in there you can't use an agency too, right? Well, and that's the thing that stinks for those guys if they can't use an agency because you got. Like Juju Watkins, for example, number one high school player in women's basketball, she signed the clutch sports, so she's being represented by Rich Paul. Like, if they allow agencies, that, that would probably be a safer route. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, – I think I'm going to get an echo from off your uh, thing, Coach. Yeah, I think I can hear off here. Yeah. <laughs> Am I good? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, there it goes. Okay, it's gone. Nope, it's. I'll tell you what it was. My wife was. My wife was. Uh, uh, she fixed the garage door. She opened the garage door right below me. That's what you hear. Ah, ah. So, like, I mean, so in the in the end, I think everybody's right, but especially what Snow is saying that it's not going to pull the lower schools up. It's going to separate the ones that are already good at doing social media and attracting players and stuff away from the schools that they're taking those players from, really. Uh, so you can't you can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle. Like once it's squirted out, it's, it's out. You got to kind of deal with it. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm up in the air about this still. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I can tell you this uh, in, in the short time of it happening, I've already had multiple, multiple coaches text me, call me. And uh, talk about it and how they're going they're struggling with it because it's just it's another layer of something they have to deal with and work through. And it's just it's it's sad. And guess what it's also going to do? Just like it has done in college football, it is 100 percent will affect the locker room. Yes. And that's the that was what was always the beauty of high school athletics is you know what you're at East Forsyth and you're all there together, man, and you're going to pull for each other. And, and Hey, we're, you're my bud. You're my pal. We get along. Hey, sometimes we're like brothers and we have issues, but you know what? We didn't have to worry about what, well, you know, hot rod, he he's making, he's making a thousand dollars and this dude's only giving me a hundred. Well, that's yeah. what are we doing? You know, well, never mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna big it up and go somewhere else. I'm I'm gonna head to I'm heading to West. I'm gonna head to you know I'm heading to Glen. I'm a, and it's like because I'm not getting the money. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know, even think just, that too. Just, man. man, yeah, and, you and have even, to work on them and, team and, and we, might, mm-hmm. we, we talked about it. I mean, layers the layers of money. Hey, we might be talking about sixty bucks, but to some people, sixty dollars is the money. You to know what I'm saying? 
what Rod yeah. talked about already. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, even if you're if this guy's helping me eat, well, he's helping him do that, and he's getting free meals down here at the local sub shop, and I'm not. Well, let's just be honest. You're going to you're going down there and getting the wings and them taters. Right below the right below the school there at East. Oh yeah, you, you better get believe me it. That? You, you let me you let me in on that. I'll sign that. That's right. Come to best my... wings and taters in town, baby. There's nowhere else to go. Sign me up. Sign me up. No money, sir. Hey. Hey, yo, they're one of us sponsors. I don't know if uh, I might go approach uh, Dave and they're like, "Hey, man, you want to get in on this nil thing? We'll get some nil stuff going on." Uh, now you would give that to the lineman. You give that to the lineman. Yeah, but these businesses are kind of doing that stuff anyway. You're talking about getting fed and stuff. You know, we see area businesses. Uh, you know, me and Rod are on record. We rave about certain press boxes around the area based off of what food is in there. <laughs> you know, like who does what. Wes, back in the day, I don't know if you still do it post COVID, but uh, pre COVID, y'all have like Golden Corral going on. Oh, they had the best press box oh, yeah. in town. He, he was yeah. good. Yeah, it was like all these businesses just dropping off like crab legs yeah. and just Wes, Wes, yeah. and also Reagan. We saw a heck of a press box at Reagan. Yeah. I was highly impressed with Reagan. This yeah, past I mean they had shrimp. Boy, I was like, good. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's like, that them pop town, but <laughs> and they would walk around like it was normal too. Like they there with like chicken wings and like trout and all kinds of like rod fish and I'm like, what in the world? Like we gotta start coming out to Reagan just to regularly bring them games just to eat. <laughs> yeah, the, the Reagan's gonna Reagan's gonna get a hold of tobacco rose sports. Hey, I'm telling you, hey, I was at North Forsyth. I remember when Reagan started taking students. It's been downhill since, fellas. My gosh. It's like a certain like in Forsyth County, there's like four or five schools that are just like they're just they're just better equipped. They're better they're, equipped. they're, they're better equipment, better equipment, better facilities, facilities. Uh, it's safer. Uh, it's like safer. I mean, it's just all these like, different I mean, aspects to it. These kids want to go someplace to play where it's safe to play, where they can feel like they don't have to look over their shoulders or whatnot. And unfortunately, it's changed a lot from when me and Rod were in school. Certain schools we look at as being the safe schools, they're not the safe schools anymore. So uh, it's, it's it's really wild what's happening in high school. Uh, uh, real quick before I get you out here though, Snow, your thoughts on the uh the 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 ruling last week about the, the reclassification of everything where we're gonna have a minimum of I think seven classes by 2025, 26. Good idea, bad idea for them to go to, to seven classes instead of the, the four that they're all squashing to right now. I think I think <clears throat> I think anytime you can help <clears throat> help kids succeed and do what you need to do, I think that's a positive. I think uh, before I even bowed out, I think we all we all wanted to fight that and try to make it right. And uh, I think it's a good thing. I think they also it's trying to find the the balance of too much. You know, what I'm saying you know uh, we can go to ten champions. Well, okay, good. Well, then you have some team. I mean, you know, you know, trying to find the balance is a big deal. You know, I always struggle with it. And the reason I struggle with it is because I was at West and our school was big. I always yeah, wanted to know. Yeah, I, I didn't want to write them a blank check and say, "All right, here, yeah, we all agree." Now you go figure it out. I always want them to kind of tell us what it looked like. Sometimes we struggle with that. You know, I was the one that said I thought we should go to three classifications three? during the regular season, and then subdivide in the playoffs to have six. Oh, six all together. Because then what that would have done would make sure your conferences were still your people that you wanted to play and make sure your natural rivalries and you wouldn't have a ton of split leagues. This is going to lend itself to basically split leagues. You're going to have three and four A's, but there may be a way that they can call it something different. In other States, they, they don't call them leagues. They call them uh, a conference. They call them, I mean, different. So there may be ways you can call it something, even though we know, let's say the, the East Forsyth may not have as many, our Glenn may not have as many as West, but they're still going to be in the league. Mm. And then in the playoffs, they're going to get to go play the people that are their size, which is good. Because I had heard that, like, um, like West would be a 7A because uh, of competition. And uh, you guys would be in a, a conference that would be like you, Davey, Reagan, Lake Norman, Mooresville, uh, where – Statesville or something like that, where yeah, it sounds far, but all those are like within an hour of each other or something like that. Yeah. And then it would go. Now, back. Honest, everybody in our area is full. 
I came from Utah, County. We had to travel. The shortest trip we traveled every Friday night, the shortest, was 45 minutes to an hour. Oh God, that was <laughs> coming down that mountain. Friday night lights for real. Yeah, because <laughs> you had to come off the hill. I mean, you know mm. what I'm saying? You go to Avery, it probably take you right at 40, 45 minutes. But after that, every other trip, it's an hour minimum. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, travel wasn't bad to me. Now mm. that's not bad on a Friday night, but yeah. it is bad on a Tuesday. It is bad on a Tuesday to go play a basketball game in Hickory. Ooh. And they yeah. had to turn around and drive back. You know, See, so, I didn't think about all that. Everybody's just thinking football and how it's not affected there. But yeah, correct. I mean, yeah. so that that's how you got to go play a JV game. You know, I mean, it's so those are the things that I think the biggest thing is a school. You want to be able to make sure you got your natural rivers, and you're not going to kill yourself financially by going all. Day. I mean, they had to do it just because of geographics. But if you don't have to do it, you still want to play people that you can be close to that you ain't got to pay. Uh, uh, whatever for diesel fuel, and you can go play, and they can get home before O'Dark thirty. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I just realized we're we're up against it. Uh, we have ran out of time. I can start to talk to you guys for two hours. About it. <laughs> but uh, we got to get out of here. Out of pocket with Michael Davis coming up next. Don't forget, uh, you will hear uh, Chris Lee will be on the call here at three o'clock. North Carolina A and T taking on College of Charleston in our uh, final homestand of the season. That is today at three o'clock on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. And on WKEW 1400 AM, 96.3 FM, if you're out in Guilford County. We'll see you guys next week.